Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, coming to you live from the world-famous Baylor Club, hard by the um, the Brazos River, mm-hmm. McLean Stadium, and uh, Drake Toll alongside Aaron back at the mothership, and I... Uh, Always enjoy uh, coming here, the beautiful Anytime Bar and Grill right there, and then my friends. Oh, man, this is this is always a fun time. Drake, good to have you here. And, of course, this is uh, a huge day for the Baylor Club. As they always, they got the uh, Mosley Show special. They've got the Refer a Friend. They've got a lot going on. And so uh, welcome to the Baylor Club, Drake. I know you've been in here before, oh, yeah. but this is a fun place to do a show and uh, as the day unfolds more and more people will come in here there'll be people there at the bar and then there'll just be people you know listening to us as we go i was told there's a happy hour at the baylor club today man so uh what a day for us to come hang out over here you know being a baylor student i don't feel like we get to go we don't go to the baylor club enough so this is a neat thing as somebody who's 22 that's inexperienced with a baylor club to get to go hang out at so i i feel a little uh, i feel a little fancy right now matt i feel like i'm uh, i'm cutting a little bit above my weight and I'm, I'm okay with you got to teach me how to be what's the you know the little forks or for the for the yeah. desserts and the bigger forks for your meal i had uh yeah, something. Had fried pork chops today which i got to indulge in at the, at the uh, bar in the back so man isn't this place nice something uh, tells me that you know and have been taught the proper forks and which direction to go with have that. you matt Start would, would you know oh absolutely okay. Oh, really? okay i mean we both grew up in tiny small towns but doesn't mean we haven't gotten out and seen the world and all of that um i did want to bring you up folks up to date now we've got some interesting college football in fact we're going to talk college football recruiting at 320 today jared sandler from the texas rangers is going to join us at um, four o'clock straight up he is a texas rangers uh, radio network uh does a lot of the games play by play and then does the pre and post as well sometimes a man after my own heart there with the sunglasses on indoors that's the way i roll and that's the way by the way that uh, dion likes to roll and, and apparently well for better or worse according to who you ask Matt. somebody did not like uh, having uh, someone serving you a drink with an umbrella and fanning you i don't know what the weather's like over there it's actually drizzling here but uh yeah they uh <laughs> it, it, it's funny when you play every single day uh you know, I, I think, and, and you lose eight in a row, 16 of 20, you just, you never feel like you're going to get out of it. And sometimes you can look at a roster and say, gosh, you know, I, the roster's still really good. I, I, They're just not getting the job done. But the difference here was she looked at the Rangers' bullpen, and I think it was fair to wonder if they ever would snap out of it because it just it, it's a group that uh, has struggled. There's not been a ton of reliability, uh, but – the Rangers have started to hit again, and 
And then the key to this turnaround isn't that this bullpen is being asked to protect a one or two run lead for three innings. Uh, it's that they haven't been asked that. It's it's you know nights like last night where the Rangers win ten nothing. The night before, uh, what was it nine to four or something? And then even the first game of the Blue Jays series, they won six to three, but they were up yeah. five nothing. And so uh, that's kind of been the recipe. And if you really think about it, the beginning of the year when the Rangers were rattling off all those wins, they also weren't doing it by protecting one or two run leads consistently for three innings. They were doing it by just outscoring teams in a big way. So uh, it's not a, a formula that's always easy to maintain, you know, come playoff time, but uh, maybe that's what's going to carry the Rangers through the rest of the regular season. But at some point they are going to have to show that this bullpen can have success yeah. holding leads. And uh, you know, whether it's this regular season or in the playoffs, there's going to be a stretch where in four games, three of them are going to be really close and they're going to have to, uh, you know, show that they can do this. Five and zero is still terrifying to me, Jared. <laughs> I don't blame you. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's still it's still a little worrisome, but uh, they have been able to get some of these home. I mean, this Scherzer news hits. You know, it knew it looked bad with the tricep spasm. Glad he's not having to have surgery, but it's just um, it, it's kind of amazing. This team almost though seems to get a little jolt every time they get some horrible news. Like, if you think about it, it seemed like right after DeGrom, they kind of went on a bit of a tear, if I remember correctly. Uh, I don't know if we're going to call this a tear. They certainly have gotten a little foothold here, and they've only had a couple of nights to, to get used to the Scherzer news. Um, but it, it's a resilient bunch, as, as you pointed out. Now, as you think about how do you replace Scherzer, well, you don't, right? But you have put some people in the bullpen, whether it be Martin Perez, Heaney. I mean, there's Avaldi's just come back to the rotation. He'll be out there again tonight. Um, what do you what do you what do you think's the best scenario? And what is uh, where where is Bochi? Where do you think this thing's headed? What is the what's the latest on that front? Yeah, I, so to me, it's a two horse race. To me, Martin Perez stays in the bullpen. I, and I'm not, I don't know that this is what they're going to do. They might look at it and say that uh, Martin Perez is the guy that needs to start because of experience. I, to me, though, Martin Perez stays in the bullpen. Uh, and it's, it's a decision between Cody Bradford and Andrew Heaney. And the reality is you probably don't need to commit to one of them for the final three or four starts they might make. You could go with one and then switch it up. Uh, I think I would lean Cody Bradford. I don't say that with a ton of conviction. I think it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, Cody Bradford, someone who more is going to be a part of this team's future. I really, really like Cody Bradford. I don't know that he's a one or a two, but I think he's a guy who can develop into a good back end of the rotation piece, someone who's really reliable. Uh, and so maybe it's worth you know, throwing him in there. He's, he's kind of answered every challenge they've thrown his way. He's you know, by no means doing it in – uh, you know, all-star level production fashion or anything, uh, but he's given you chances to win when he started and coming out of the bullpen, he's done a nice job. Andrew Heaney's been a little more boomer bust. Andrew Heaney's had yeah. some rough ones, but he's also had eight shutout starts uh, this season. And I, I just don't know. They both, to me, have value in both the rotation and the bullpen. And I think it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of a flip of a coin um, but, again, the reality is it's not a decision. If the Rangers make the playoffs, 
it's not a decision they need to worry about for the postseason. That rotation spot won't get a, an off start. The starts, uh, and if it's me, I'd like to see Cody Bradford get that opportunity. Uh, but either way, all three of those guys are going to have to play a critical role because uh, the Rangers have a few guys in the rotation that they you know, have short leashes on. So the multi-inning relief role is going to be very valuable for this team. And so whether it's Cody Bradford or Andrew Heaney who gets the start uh, in place of Max Scherzer's spot, I think both those guys plus Martin Perez will be in a position to, to pitch some high-leverage innings the rest of the way. You know, Jared, when I look at these last 17 games, to me this Rangers team seems so blue-collar in that when Seager was out early in the year or DeGrom was out and you've had, what, four or five All-Stars now that have missed significant time after the break, it seems like that's when this team has won the most is when the back's against the wall the most, right? Your your, your ace goes down or Seager's out, and that's when this squad built its foundation. Does it seem like that's what this team is back to? Like, hey, look, just one more piece of adversity seems to drop when this team wins i hope so i mean it's it's a nice story to tell uh and there's no doubt and i know matt referenced this earlier as well uh you you got seven shutout from jordan montgomery the the night you learn of max scherzer's injury uh keeping him out the rest of the year uh after Jacob DeGrom went on the IL in late april didn't know yet he'd miss the rest of the year but after he went on the IL. Uh, under some ominous circumstances, Nathan Navaldi goes and delivers a complete game shutout against the Yankees. No. Uh, so, you know, you've had those moments. Now, you know, I would also, the counter to that is, well, over that 20, 30 game stretch in which guys were dropping like flies, they didn't, you know, they, they weren't able to turn it around then. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, this team has been through a lot of, of ups and downs, just like any team. Uh, vying for a playoff spot that's not the Braves or that you know there's always a couple teams each year that yeah they have they have their rough moments but they they kind of can hit cruise control at some point I mean the Braves have already clinched their division I mean my goodness uh, yeah. but the Rangers they've had those moments and I think they've done a really nice job of bouncing back I guys I'll be honest I I don't know I, I I think that 20-game stretch that they just went through, that, that you know month-long stretch, that could have crushed them. I mean, after getting swept by the Astros yeah. in the fashion in which they did, that could have crushed them. But, you know, they've come back and they've won five straight. And winning these three in Toronto, I mean, that's, that's massive just because of the implications, not just uh, leapfrogging Toronto, but they win the tiebreaker against Toronto, so that gives them essentially an extra games edge over them. And, uh, you know, that the Blue Jays have been playing really well up to that point. I think they had won eight of 10 or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but this team has responded well. They wouldn't be in this position fighting for a playoff spot uh, if they hadn't because they've certainly taken their lumps throughout the year. Jared Sandler, Rangers Radio Network, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I, I got to say, a couple of games ago, I'm like, Grossman in the three-hole? And, and of course, back-to-back games – with home runs, two-run homers, and now I'm kind of like, wait, why would you put Gross- get Grossman out of the three-hole? And I know why he was there, <laughs> because of who was on the mound and the, the matchups um, with the lefties. But isn't it, it is pretty cool that Bochy seems to, and these managers, you know, they play different things and decide different things. But, you know, for most of the year, we settle into who's supposed to be hitting where. 
and then all of a sudden Grossman just he's in the three hole and he's been enormous in these last two games. And of course they now they've bumped him down. To, um, I guess he's hitting fifth uh, this evening and playing right field. Yeah, and you know that's the other part too. Going along with overcoming these, this team's got great depth. I mean, when when you talk about depth in any sport, the backups, the guys who maybe aren't the, the everyday guys, you know, they, they're not going to be all stars. That's there's a reason why they're not getting everyday reps to begin with. But you know, you think of the guys who the Rangers have been able to call upon in the field and and on the mound as, as you know as depth options. I mean, the fact that Max Scherzer goes down this late and. It's not that anyone is knocking down the door, pounding down the door to get Martin Perez, Andrew Heaney, or Cody Bradford, you know, on their roster right away. But those are three, you know, okay options. Uh, and Robbie Grossman has, you know, had times this year where he hasn't played much over, you know, a week or two week stretch, and now he's, you know, he's a central part of their lineup with guys out like Adolis and Josh Young, and he's done a really great job. And, and I think Bruce Bochy has been great with how he's handled Robbie. One of the things you always hear a manager talk about when a team's struggling is you don't want to make a panic move. You don't want to make a move that sends a message of panic and totally just blowing up the lineup in the middle of that storm would have probably sent that message. But, you know, Bochy took advantage of maybe an injury and uh, a matchup and, you know, he was able to sort of slide Robbie Grossman into a higher leverage spot, and now all of a sudden Robbie's in third, and, you know, it, it's it's been great. Uh, you know, he gets on base since the All-Star break. He's getting on base 40% of the time. You know, he's starting to hit for a little more power, and he just, in general, he, he gives this team a really good at-bat. Uh, he works the count. He makes life difficult for opposing pitchers. He's not an All-Star. You know, I don't want to overstate anything, but his production from the All-Star break moving forward has been all-star-like production, and at least at the plate. And, uh, you know, he's kind of been an unsung hero. He and I don't know if Mitch Garver has, has graduated from unsung uh, because, you know, he certainly got in the love. But I think uh, Robbie Grossman has definitely been an unsung hero. And uh, his Robin, uh, you know, his counterpart to a lesser degree, Laoti Tavares the last two weeks has actually, yeah. you know, been really good after a really rough stretch. Jared, uh, make – Make me excited. Get, get my hopes up here because I've seen so many people that are on Rangers Twitter who have talked about just the what if. If you get to the postseason, you make some kind of wild run. Like, look at – I love to bring this one up, Matt, don't I? The, the Rangers and the Cardinals now over a decade ago playing in the World Series. That Cardinals team had no business being in the postseason, much less winning a World Series. Give me a scenario where this Rangers team makes some kind of magical run like that. Is there something within this roster, even with, with all the injuries, that still makes some kind of dream? scenario in the postseason well you know hopefully josh young's back on monday uh and you know that's going to boost the lineup and i don't know whether you get a garcia back before the regular season ends it seems like you know if the rangers can advance in the playoffs he should certainly be back but um yeah. i think yeah so th- that all is based on guys getting hot and i'm going to give you a couple names uh who you know maybe aren't the the super studs uh, who I think could really make a difference here. The first name, and it's just because the bullpen is such a big part of this, is Josh Spores. Josh yeah. Spores is currently on the IL. Uh, I don't know, the hamstring or something. I don't know. Uh, but he also just wasn't getting the job done. And it's happened. He's had two stretches this year where all of a sudden it's like he's forgotten how to get guys out. But he has also had some really long stretches where he's been unhittable. I'm not telling you to put all your chips in the middle of the table, but if you're asking me to paint a picture in which the Rangers make a deep run, 
that yeah. guy's got to come off the IL and be a stud out of the bullpen. They've also got to get something out of Ian Kennedy, uh, kind of like a holy smokes out of nowhere veteran, maybe his last hurrah. He said maybe you know this is the end of the line. But the Rangers need production from the right side of their bullpen because they just haven't consistently gotten that this year. And in the playoffs, you're not going to be able to win without that. So yeah. obviously you, you need the bats to not go cold. Uh, you gotta you gotta get quality efforts from your starters. You're probably gonna have to repurpose maybe a you know a, a Dane Dunning is gonna have to you know do a really nice job in a hybrid role. And you need John Gray to to be the John Gray who was a borderline All Star in the first half of the season as opposed to the guy who's kind of been up and down here in the second half. And so there's a lot of what ifs, right? But you know, to your point, if a team is going to make one of these runs, a lot of these kind of coin flip what ifs end up turning out, you know, favorably for them. So if yeah. you're asking me to paint a picture, I think that picture would include a, a strong stretch from Josh Fors. I think it would include a strong stretch from John Gray uh, and probably a strong stretch from someone else, you know, an Ian Kennedy or a Dane Dunning who just they turn it on and, and really help this team because they need depth uh, from the right side. There's no doubt about it. All right, Jared, uh, enjoyed it. Just use that last 15 minutes for the first 10 minutes of your pregame show tonight, okay? I thought that was excellent. And uh, <laughs> just repurpose that. What? Uh, and, and keep doing those videos, by the way. I kind of like that. I like the, uh, I, li- I like that video where you just kind of put the phone or whatever you're using and then do kind of a little perspective, a minute or so of perspective. I uh I uh, I kind of enjoyed that on Twitter. So anyway, I just wanted to encourage you. To I know I, I appreciate that. That's that's very kind of you. How many how many servers do you have at the Baylor Club right now? How many people? It's about fifteen. It's about yeah, fifteen, Jared. Chanel's yeah, leaving. They're all for Matt. That's upsetting. Yeah. And then there's some chocolate chip cookies. And then we're on our way. Spinach artichoke dip is on the way. I think that we're about uh, ten minutes away from that. So, uh, Jared, they didn't have that waiting for you. Yeah, I'm still probably going to talk to somebody about that, but everything's, oh, geez. Every, 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 oh, geez. everything's okay. All right, Jared, really hey, appreciate Matt, it. I tell you, that, that wouldn't happen yeah. at the USC club. We'd have that all ready, laid out for you, just so you know. Mm, boy, that Pac-12, by the way, in their last ever season, dominant, dominant. <laughs> like, what, Conference 19- champions. <laughs> and Utah, the Utes, did it to the Bears. It's so sad right here at McLean Stadium, right where we are right now, just right out next to us. It was very sad. And that, you got to hand it to that Whittingham, by the way. I was never a huge Kyle Whittingham guy until last week. Jared, he came on with us, and he was so cool and, like, great. I mean, he was just the greatest. And so, anyway, I'm kind of a Whittingham guy now. All right, well, he kicks USC's butt every time USC plays, so I'm not a big fan of his. But maybe if he lays down for us this year, I'd like him more. That's right. Well, you'll get to escape him soon as you all sprint yeah. into the Big Ten, where you've always right. wanted to be, right? You've always wanted <laughs> yeah, to be a Big Ten guy. Yeah, true, for sure. <laughs> all right, have a good broadcast tonight. We'll talk to you soon. See you, fellas. Take care. All right, you bet. There he goes. Jared Sandler, Rangers Radio Network. Okay, we got like a big-time... Big 12 royalty, Tyrell Kirkham, chief marketing officer from the Big 12. Lots going on with the conference. We check in with Tyrell next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. 
Kubota's most popular tractor continues to reign supreme because it continues to outperform the competition. You can snag a deal on an L2501 and bundle it with the most used attachments for as little as $299 a month. A new Kubota with loader, bucket, and box blade could be delivered today and ready to go this weekend when you purchase from WC Tractor. Think of all the chores you can finish. Payments are valid now through September 30th. Visit WCKubota.com or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down, cash or trade. TTL, extra seat dealer details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying easier at Richard Cars Construction's sale event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Toyota Tundra four-wheel drive truck for $399 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Over 80 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles price to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned construction sale event going on now at Richard Car. At Richard Car, we give you more. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. 
and the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burgers with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Everything we do, we do for you. First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Finance elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Drake Toll alongside. Drake has really felt at home here at the Baylor Club. Oh, yeah. Tyrell Kirkham would love the Baylor Club right next to McLean Stadium. And I know uh, Brett Yormark, commissioner of the Big 12, made it through the Baylor Club the other day and was greeting and, and got to be with her in our presence here at Baylor. Tyrell, great to uh, have you back on the program. Sorry we could not, uh, the Bears could not deliver a win in front of uh, Commissioner Yormark. No worries. Thank you for uh, having me again. It's great to be connected. Yeah, it's fun. Love seeing you at Big 12 uh, Media Days. A lot has happened since then with all the, the four teams, new teams coming in. Um, you all have been extremely busy. Like, I'm just sort of curious, on these new teams, are you already kind of working ahead as far as, like, branding, you know, kind of starting to, you know, check in on what they're up to? Obviously, Dion has been an enormous story. How do you kind of handle that as a, as a marketing guy, knowing they're still actually in the Pac-12, but soon they will be in the Big 12? Do you kind of start... I guess embracing them already, even though they're not in your uh, technically in your conference yet. Well, listen. I think uh, you and I have developed a pretty good relationship here, and you know myself along with my team and the conference as a whole. We never stop thinking, so um, we're always being mindful of, of, of what's going on, what's coming down the pike. We tend to operate six to. 12 months, 18 months out. So uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into welcoming new members, as you just experienced with the addition of UCF, Houston, um, BYU, and Cincinnati. And the same will hold true for future members of the conference. I guess we are afforded a couple of luxuries, knowing that conference play aligned, and we've had some uh, soon-to-be members play against current members, so there's some nice built-in synergy there just to start some conversations. But, um, you know, we're, we're thrilled to welcome them when that time comes, and uh, we're excited for just the Big 12 as a whole, where we are currently, and what the future holds for us as well. 
You know, Tyrell, I, I liken this as the local 22-year-old over here. This is not my grandpa's Big 12. You can tell from Nelly at halftime, the way this conference has gone from a marketing standpoint, it is moving out of, of a fairly conservative marketing ploy to now being flashy and at the forefront of what college athletics is. How tough is it to move out of what was what seemed to be like a stagnant marketing strategy into something so so progressive in college athletics so soon? Is, the, is there a challenge in how quick this conference is exploding from marketing from marketing standpoint no there's certainly a delicate balance that you have to uphold and for us we we value the traditions of the conference and we we use those as inspirations daily however what we're tasked with especially a newly formed marketing department is to continue to reimagine what is and ultimately what will be and the brain trust that exists here we're very competitive we we like to push boundaries and uh, we enjoy coming into the beautiful setup that we have with respect to new members, members that have been longstanding with tradition, welcoming some members back for a second time. Yeah. You know, all things that uh, are marketers' dreams, and it's, it's, it's incumbent upon us to ensure that we're putting it in our marketing blender and conjuring up what we feel is authentic to us. So when we show up in Rucker Park or we have a halftime performance, but we still incorporate our bands, you know, just a, a, a small example of maintaining tradition, but adding mm-hmm. uh, some flair and sprucing it up in a in, in, in new Big 12 way. All right. Have you gotten to spend any time yet around uh, Dion? I, I've known him over the years. It's funny to see him. Uh, he's doing great, obviously. They're ahead of schedule, it would seem. Uh, to me, he's a, some you know a marketer's dream although you know he's an interesting guy to work with because of course he has a lot of his own ideas and and so i would imagine he's an interesting guy to collaborate with um have have you been able to kind of already start to get to know him a little bit and have you had any interaction with with he and his staff i have not to date um i've I've spent a little time with Colorado folks, they, they they were in town obviously for the TCU game, mm-hmm. and then I got I got pretty ill uh, the day of the game, so I missed out uh, on heading to Fort Worth. But what I can tell you across the board, not just with Colorado, but our, our four new members um, bring some compelling marketing narratives, deep standing history on 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 the field, on the court, et cetera, off the field, off the court. And um, we, we certainly are looking forward to infusing their energy into the, the Big 12. Again, we're, we're living this in real time. So the fact that we were able to see it firsthand this past July when we welcomed the four new members, you know, thinking through UCF and being one of the youngest institutions in Division I, um, to be able to bring some of their energy into the fold or Cincinnati or Houston or BYU, um, you know, we, we, we draw for that inspiration from our membership. And it just so happens that, you know, come come next summer, we'll have 16, and we have a pretty dynamic 16, all with their own unique narratives and perspectives that we're going to look forward to partnering with each of them to make the best collective version of the Big 12 that we possibly can. Tyrell, I saw the logo got cleaned up now a couple of years ago, but Big 12 being the name and 16 teams being here, what is the future for a possible rebrand with this conference? Well, hopefully you guys have had a chance to watch our brand spot uh, that mm-hmm. we launched this, this July. And, you know, the ending note, note is we've always been greater than 12. And it's, it's really important that, you know, we not just be defined by a number per se, but it's what comes with that number and what it truly stands for. Um, so we are the Big 12, despite the number of teams and that difference. Uh, hopefully you see the 12 
and, and it starts to sink in as far as like what we stand for beyond just the number of institutions that we're doing things. Our media day was on July 12th this year. We went on sale for our tickets uh, and, and announcement of, of Nelly on the 12th of, of, of August. You know, just trying to cement in people's minds that we can be greater than 12, despite the number representing the, the number representing more than that as well. Do you, do you think the future and movement there, too, is to stick with Big 12? There's not an open conversation of moving in a different direction, but this is where the conference wants to stay. Yeah, I mean, the commissioner went on record uh, during media day and, and said there did be some changes to logos uh, potentially in the future. But, you know, we really wanted to focus on remaining the Big 12. There's a ton of equity in the Big 12. And so much of brand is also how you act and how people perceive you. And I think the perception has certainly changed. And, you know, we should remain the same, but we, we can act different. And you mentioned it earlier. As we continue to be progressive in our in our marketing efforts, showing up in New York City at Rucker Park in the middle of the summer and engaging yeah. with 250 kids from from Harlem, or reimagining Pro Day in uh, next March, um, you know, just a small sampling of, of of how we're thinking different, but we're still the big, bold, beautiful Big 12. Tyrell Kirkham, uh, Chief Marketing Officer, Big 12, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Drake Toll alongside. What was the impetus for these homecoming events that are starting to roll out as soon as this weekend? I know UCF has one of the Houston, some of these new schools. Um, obviously, some of these schools have their own homecomings. Baylor has an enormous homecoming. But what was y'all's vision for this, and what do you hope? There's some cool DJs, good performances, and there's some interesting um, uh, groups that are coming to campus to have discussions. I noticed the Sports Illustrated uh, uh, swimsuit models will be actually participating in some of these uh, sessions. Drake has shown great interest in some of these sessions. Oh, um, what, what is the impetus for these homecoming events? You know, for us, we, we say we like to live at the intersection of sport, business, and culture. And this is a, a great welcoming for our membership. Um, many of the dates are centered around the new members' first, um, their first conference game within the Big 12. So this weekend, we kick things off in Houston. Uh, they're taking on TCU. And, you know, the fact that we can start the week off with a strong women's empowerment event where we're partnered with SI Swim and, and, and bringing in – um, women from the Houston area to, to serve in panels and to engage with student athletes as well as the student body. Um, it's just a great feel-good moment. We've also partnered with the CFP to do a classroom makeover in the Houston area that's taking place tomorrow. And then on Saturday, you know, just the amplification of the pre-existing tailgates that were occurring, uh, we are going to you know, bring in DJ uh, James Kennedy uh, we're going to have some T-shirt giveaways. Uh, we'll all be down there. The commissioner will be there um, as well. And it's just an opportunity to celebrate our new members. We'll follow that up with our our, tail, our, our homecoming in, um, in Cincinnati the following weekend. Then we'll head out to um, UCF, and we'll round things out in, in Provo with BYU. And each one has their own unique flair. We've got music incorporated in all. We've got a community event um and with the cfp and then obviously the the si swim component comes with us in each of these stops as well so as you know we like to do things different this was a tremendous opportunity to extend the welcoming party for what has been an awesome couple of months now that we're official and you'll see a lot more of this not just 
um, you know, in the, in the early part of the year, but we want to ride this momentum and celebrate our existing members equally as much as our, our newest members that are part of the Big 12 family. Tyrell, how do you do this with individual institutions? Because you look at a brand like Baylor and a brand like Arizona State, and they're two very different schools and very different cultures, and the same applies for a BYU or a UCF. How do you then create a brand that it is the Big 12 and integrated at individual schools to represent that? Yeah, listen, we love our membership, and we love each of their unique narratives. Uh, we meet with them often. I mean, today our team met with our institutions. This is a reoccurring conversation that we have to better understand what they have on, going on on campus, what we're thinking at the conference level, and then we figure out how to create an authentic experience for each environment. Now, some yeah. of them may all be underneath the same umbrella, but we tweak it based off of what, they, what they'd like to, to achieve. And our membership is very, very forthcoming. And the partnership that we've been able to establish with them, because at the end of the day, we're here to serve them. Um, mm-hmm. So much of it is centered around transparency. And you see that from the commissioner on down in the type of rapport that we've been able to build. And as a result, we get some really solid solutions that we're able to share with the world because we've, we've done it in, in, in tandem with our members. Tyrell, it was fun uh, to catch up with you. I've been wanting to have you on. And uh, good luck as you start to roll out these homecomings. I hope that's a... Uh... I hope that's very successful. It sounds like a neat idea and uh, lots of initiatives and everything. You are a big-time uh, sneakerhead, and um, uh, I'm curious, what are you, what are you going with today? Because a lot of our listeners uh, also uh, share your love of, uh, of sneakers. Oh, well, I, uh, you know, next year, Media Day, we're certainly going to profile Big 12 kicks because there were there was a lot of great sneakers that were on full display from our student athletes to our media members to our front our front office staff. But today I have a, a pair of uh, of dunks on. Um, there's no affinity. I have every color sneaker imaginable. So today it just happened to be purple. Um, but you know, yesterday I was wearing green. The day before I was wearing white. You know, it depends on when I go to the closet. And, look through the 200-plus pairs that I have and figure out which one is going to, to go with the outfit for that particular day. Tyrell, we got through the whole interview without you mentioning purple shoes, and here we are, the last second, and that's what we get on the Baylor-centric show. Oh. <laughs> but I told you I wore green yesterday. Yes. So that I- doesn't help, Tyrell, when it's purple today. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Listen, listen. I, uh, I, I, will, I will make sure the full color wheel is in full effect. And, uh, <laughs> Next Baylor day, Matt. I'll, I'll shoot. I'll shoot you. A, I'll shoot you a text with the with the sneakers of choice. Perfect. Please, please do. Can't wait to see you in person soon. And uh, continued success to you, Tyrell. We appreciate. Always love having you on. And uh, we will. Uh, we'll be in touch. That's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You bet, Tyrell Kirkham, Chief Marketing Officer of the Big Twelve, and he has been with Brett Yormark. For several years, going back to Brooklyn, and then he had some time, I think, with the uh, Pistons. Tyrell did, but he and uh, he and Brett Yormark have uh, remained very close. And at some point, uh, you know, Tyrell's still a young guy, but uh, Brett basically said, "Hey, if you want to do this, mm-hmm. I'll show you how." And Tyrell said, "Yeah, yeah, this is kind of what I want to do." And Brett has uh, really brought him along, and they have uh, uh, ended up having a really neat partnership. So. When uh, when your mark says something or talks about being hip, the guy who's actually pretty hip 
is Tyrell Kirkham. So you think Tyrell is the brain trust buying this whole thing? It's not actually Brett Yormark. It's just Tyrell Kirkham. Oh, He's I, pulling the strings. I think He's the swagger of I this. I think Brett has his own swagger. Don't get me wrong, but I just think Tyrell has been a huge compliment, and th- they have uh, really formed a neat partnership along with several others. But uh, Tyrell Kirkham has become a friend of the Matt Mosley show. Yeah. And, uh, and Drake, I'm glad you got to visit with Tyrell because we like him. Okay, it is time for Campus Confidential. This is one that sponsors were all fighting over. Only one sponsor could win it. We talk college football and college athletics next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The McGregor Coaches Show with Mike Shields is brought to you by McGregor General Store, Pascal Insurance, and Real Estate. Well, Coach, uh, fourth and seven, I think you guys are around midfield and come up with a big play there to um, get near the end zone and score a touchdown. Can you take me through that offensive play that set up your last touchdown? Yeah, you know, we, we isolated Dominic Matrone. So we threw the fade to him. Bubba Zacharias threw a good ball, and uh, and he was able to come down with it. Then we got down to about the four, and uh, that's when we went or uh, where we put JW in there as running back. And uh, it took him four downs, but we finally got it in. And then on the flip side, uh, defensively, you come up with a big stop there at the end. Um, they had a few shots in the end zone. Secondary did a really good job uh, breaking up those passes there, right? You know, give, give a shout-out to all the secondary. You know, two linebackers that played well during the game, J.W. Arnold, Sam Toll, really led us in tackles. And uh, But then that, the, our DBs, like I said, Zach Ainsworth, Daytron Owens, Dominic McDrone, and uh, J- Jacob Singer uh, really held him out. Um, I know you guys have been working hard the last few years. The results haven't always, you know, gone your way. Um, how big of a confidence boost was this for your guys, just getting a win like that on the road? Man, it's huge, you know. Uh, we were down 10 to nothing at halftime. Being able to, to come back, we, we've been preaching to the kids to keep, keep working. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it'll happen, and like I said, it finally did. ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year, and now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we treat you like family. Bye. New roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll uh, rolling with us from 3 to 5, but he's just going to kind of roll right into the 5 o'clock hour because we're coming to you live from the Baylor Club. they got unbelievable deals out here. October is a very busy month. There's some... uh, there's certainly some Halloween stuff going on. And uh, then on Tuesday, September 17th, it is National Pasta Day. All right. Very, a lot of different kinds of pasta, some lasagna thrown in there and some different uh, things that can happen. And then if you refer a friend, like as you're a member already, you cannot imagine some of the deals that are a part of that. And, uh, uh, as you do, as you continue to refer people to the Baylor Club, you get things like a chef's dinner, a oh, wow private dining experience for up to six people. So a lot of really cool stuff involved. All right, let's go around and um, lots brewing in college football, in college athletics. Uh, let us uh, let us react to some of that and to take us around. Here is Aaron Sexton. And you'll be not shocked to know that the big story in college football today is the Colorado Buffaloes and their head coach, Deion Sanders, but not because of anything he said. It's actually because of something that Colorado State 
head coach Jay Norville said during his coaching show where he took a shot at Coach Sanders. Told him I took my hat off and I took my glasses off and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught <laughs> So, you know, they're not gonna like us no matter what we say or do, it doesn't matter, okay? And there he was, Jay Norvell, Head coach at Colorado State, winning the day, apparently. Or yes, he did. Losing the day. <laughs> he absolutely is, won the day. As I might say. And Jay Norvell taking a poke at, at uh, Dion. Yeah. As I slip on my prescription sunglasses, <clears throat> Dion has been known to show up in uh, sunglasses. Sometimes he'll have a hoodie on after a game. Yeah. Again, I would say Dion's been doing this for about 30 or 40 years now, so I don't really think... Anybody needs to be shocked, or I don't really know if he needs to be. He's done pretty well, so don't really know if he needs any lessons from Jay Norvell. I would say most of us believe Norvell, all he did was just increase the beating he's about to take. Now, Drake, I know you believe that perhaps Jay Norvell has, um, has had a stroke of genius here. I, where I grew up in Valonia, Arkansas, when you walked into a room, this is something my great-grandfather instilled, when you walked into a room, you took your hat off, you obviously took your sunglasses off, and if you met a new person or you, you're meeting up with an old friend, you looked him in the eyes, you shook his hand, and you said, hello, this is a sign of respect. So let's talk about just content, just content. What Jay Norvell said is spot on. Yes, a respect thing, I think he's right. You walk in, you take your hat off, your glasses off, you shake a man's hand. I like it. Now, he didn't say this because he really has an issue with Deion Sanders' sunglasses and hat, did he, Matt? This is to make a scene. And what he said at the very end of this, he said, look, whether I say this or not, Deion Sanders is not going to like me. They're not going to respect us. They're going to overlook us. Everybody this week is talking about Colorado this, Colorado that. Nobody's mentioning Colorado State, who is also there for college game day. So what he just did is took the spotlight away from Deion Sanders, knowing he's already going to lose this game. What more can you do? At least put the spotlight on your team and your program. I think this was huge. Deion was already going to find something small and say, oh, Mike, you know, Jay Norvell, he hates us. They hate our program. They're overlooking us. Deion was already going to play that game. Why not bring that game to him? I love it. <laughs> Jay Norvell, former University of Texas assistant, I seem to remember him maybe at Nevada or somewhere like that, but now the head coach at Colorado State, and he has decided, and the last coach who made a little pop about uh, Dion, the Colorado players made it all about that. They took it very personally, and that was former Baylor coach Matt Rule, yeah, who yeah. made a statement along the lines of, we don't have you know, uh, cameras, in our locker room or following us around. And I don't recall, by the way, Matt Rule being that opposed to cameras or Matt anything. Rule did like a camera or two. He and, did. And I, Matt, I liked Matt Rule's um, – I liked how he did the media. I will say that. He was uh, – oh, man, here's Matt. my coordinators. Here's my – Have what? you seen this? Deion Sanders responded. You know what he said? Is this via what? 
This is via Twitter. This is a video that they posted. It says, it was going to be a good game, but they messed around and made it personal. He keeps using the same line every week. Everybody makes it personal, Deion Sanders. Everything's so personal. So here's this video that somebody posted, a minute long, of Deion Sanders going on some kind of tirade saying, oh, they made it personal. They disrespected us. He was already going to do this, Matt. He was already going to make this same spiel to his team. Now it just he looks silly doing this. Oh, Colorado State made it personal to us. I love Deion Sanders. I love what he's done. But Jay Norvell wins round one. This looks stupid. He's playing Colorado State this week. All the Colorado players have their Twitter handles on the back of their jerseys. Look at that, Matt. Look at this. J5Easy right there. What are we doing here? See, I don't love Deion personally because I've seen some of the stuff that he's left in his aftermath or in in just his wake with some of the things he did in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, just as far as running that school into the ground and everything he's been a part of. the kids into the ground. He's been very, very controversial. But what he's done at Colorado, and even at Jackson State before that, what he's done is pretty remarkable. He he went to a historically black college and university, uh, HCBUs, and and he he made – those schools have always been relevant in the sense that they're very historical and they're very important in black culture. He went there and actually got some incredible recruits to go there. Yep. Now, when he got hired to Colorado, he took a lot of those players with him to Colorado. He said he's going to bring his own Louis or, uh, with him, and he did. And what he's doing at Colorado is amazing. And as I said earlier today, and we can talk more about this as we get in because we need to get to another one here, but I – what he's about to do in, in terms of coming into the, the Big 12, I, I never thought this was going to happen this quickly. Yeah. He's starting to beat up teams already, and the big bullies in the Big 12 right now are going to be, as it looks, as it stands, are going to be K-State, Colorado, and Utah. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the three. Now, we were hoping Baylor, and who knows? Baylor's got a long season left to bounce back, and maybe they pull off uh, the big upset of Texas. You never know. But we were thinking it was headed that way, Yeah, that Baylor might be in the running for that. It does not feel like that right now. Now, no. maybe they can get back in the running. Um, and I think, you know, Mac Rhodes will continue to look at this thing and do everything he can to put the Bears in that situation. But right now, I think you'd have to say – Colorado and Utah are going to walk in, and they're going to lead the whole thing. Yeah. No, I agree. I I mean, Colorado is bringing flash. I'm an 18-year-old kid. Do I want to play for Baylor or Colorado right now? And it's going to take a very special kind of culture-driven college football player that your high school football player that's a dying breed to come play at Baylor. I mean, you know, all things considered, Colorado is the place to go now in college football. All right, uh, Aaron, continue. That was a strong start to Campus Confidential. A couple of games on slate tonight. Neither one of them I don't think will be competing with your attention, Matt, as far as distracting you from the NFL game tonight. It is number 22 Miami at home hosting Bethune-Cookman. And Memphis will be at home at 6.30 tonight hosting the Naval Academy on ESPN. Bethune Cookman, they will cover 52 tonight, Matt. <laughs> What's more, Memphis hosting Navy. You want a super parlay? You want to make some money? $50 for $250? Yes. 
I like Minnesota plus seven, under 49 in that game, and I love Navy to lose by more than 14 points. I got Memphis minus 13 and a half at home against the Naval Academy tonight. 50 turns into 250 real easy. Wow. I mean, the Navy. I saw the look in your eyes. Whether it be through the air or by, by sea. sea, they're going to get it done. And I'm. this is going to be an interesting. We may have a mono-a-mono bet here. Matt, they're terrible. What Navy do you know about Navy? What do you know about Navy football? The 14. I watch Army-Navy every single year. That does not give me anything that makes me confident about your Navy bet tonight. You watched one Navy game a year ago. Close friends with a former Navy quarterback named Stephen Hawley. Oh, I thought you were going to say Stahlbeck just to... Well, that that I, there is a friendship there, but I'm not trying to name drop. Um, <laughs> you literally just name dropped. No, Aaron said it. I've read but it you said the one before that, the other Navy quarterback. You name dropped but a most Navy quarterback. Don't know who that is? I do. Who who I just said Stephen Holly? I watch the Army Navy game every year, Matt. I watch old reruns. I do. <laughs> this was like twenty something years ago, and that's why I think Navy <laughs> loses by fourteen or more tonight. Okay, I am going to bet big. On the Naval Academy. and uh, Everyone listening right now, Matt has done zero research uh-uh. on this game and has no uh-uh. reason to I, bet the Naval Academy Aaron, tonight. Aaron, yes, I have, I have done the research, and Navy is a good running team. They got a good rushing game. Top-notch insight right there. <laughs> I was wrong, Aaron. Matt's been watching Navy highlights all season long. He's got I them down cold. They're gonna do. They're not gonna pass a lot tonight. They're gonna keep it. They're gonna and they're gonna they're gonna be go real slow. Yep. You know who the slowest team so far in all of college football is? The Baylor Bears. As, no, no, no. Bears are fifty fifth fastest team oh. in the country. The slowest team in the country. Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. 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 But 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 one of the slowest teams in college football, Michigan. I thought that was interesting. Michigan yeah, they haven't is scored a lot. Them and Iowa both have, the, have been very defensive this year, yeah. A very slow-moving team, yet people think Michigan will be in the college football playoff. Yeah. And they'll get Harbaugh back at some point, and they'll be able to roll. Aaron, continue. I, I'm really having a good time in this particular campus confidential. I usually do, but this one <laughs> especially. Alabama is on the road to play South Florida this Saturday, and if you think that's strange that Alabama would be on the road playing a group of five school? You're not the only one. Lots of people have been asking athletic director Greg Byrne about that, and he had some reasons why they chose to play on the road against South Florida. It's the first time they've played against a group of five conference school since visiting Hawaii in 2003. Byrne said the opportunity to play in the NFL stadium. Yes. The Opportunity to play in the Florida recruiting hotbed and the two-for-one yes. trade-off that they got from South Florida, which basically means they get two home games for one road game against South Florida, were the main reasons that he agreed to the series. You play a bad team in talent-rich Florida. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of Alabama f- fans in Florida, it's basically the same state. Raymond James. And you're in Raymond James. I see no downside to this. Some fans or whatever are apparently yeah, upset. Yeah. And um, you're going to play South Florida. And uh, sadly, our man Gary Bohannon 
did not win the starting job this year. Oh. And they have a young guy by the name of, his first name is Byram, Byram, B-Y-R-U-M, that won the starting job at South Florida. And then, um, you know who, and by the way, I, it, it, this makes me think of some, another Baylor quarterback. Yeah. Jacob Zeno, starting for UAB. Right now he has the highest completion percentage in the country, wow! At eighty-four percent, and he's throwing a bunch. And you say, well, maybe they're not throwing that much. He has the second highest uh, attempts per game, or excuse me, completions per game. Thirty-five and a half completions per oh, game wow. through two games. That is Baylor's own Jacob Zeno, wow. who came into that Big Twelve title game against the Sooners, two thousand nineteen, and went boom, boom. Remember that? I mean. Long touchdown, long, well, that one, you know, the one he threw over there, our man got run down from behind. Yes, he did. By that Platt, Chris Platt. Back. Oh, man. Yep. Matt, wouldn't you know, a Baylor fun. quarterback doing really well, but not at Baylor. Mm. Jacob Zeno. We want, remember the we want Zeno chance? What, I wonder what happened to our, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, some of those quarterbacks are still kind of toiling out there. I wonder what, uh, Pyron, what do you think Charlie Brewer's up to today? Seen the, uh, Pyron's the backup at Georgia Tech. He's back. Has he seen the field yet? Uh, probably a little bit. He's probably throwing a couple passes. Right. What's Charlie Brewer doing today? Um, I don't know. Matt, Charlie you know what's so sad? He's top three or four in every category for quarterbacks in Baylor history, yeah. and we will never talk about Charlie Brewer. Oh, I might. Like, I'd like to have him on the Just, show at You know, point. like, we have all these Baylor legends, the Bryce Petties of the world and uh, Nick Florences and RG3s, and we will never talk. I don't know about that. We'll never talk about Charlie Brewer as Brewer, a Baylor legend. Brewer will someday be in the Baylor Hall of Fame. Uh, the Baylor a, football or Baylor be, Athletics Hall of Fame. It's going to be a long time before we really get to talk about him, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're talking about him right now. I don't know. Well, it's not like you've waited that long. I just feel bad for the guy. I mean, he's he had a really nice career at Baylor, and he just got hurt too much, and, and then he tried to go to year. Utah, and didn't work out there. I think he got hurt there, and he transferred, and he went to somewhere, yeah. and it didn't work out there. And so he's tried to make it in the NFL. But yeah. I like I like our man Brewer. All right, five o'clock hour. Now, this is usually when Drake high steps out of here, but uh, he's going to stick with us, and uh, we're going to continue. And we've got some there's some recruiting. We're going to stay with college football. And there's a fascinating thing going with how recruiting is going for 2024. We'll tell you where Baylor is, and we'll let you react to it. We'll do that next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. And they're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. Only heard here. He broke the tackle right to the 40. All season. Turns left at the 20. And Pollard with a house call. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Jets. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Find sports news. 
streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at TurnerChevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Hillman nuts and bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at 5thStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Are you ready to have your garage back? 
Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and off kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll alongside as we roll into the 5 o'clock hour. Drake, how you holding up? I mean, you are usually three to five. You seem like you're holding up well. I think the spinach artichoke dip that you're making strange noises into the mic. The spinach artichoke dip uh, gave me a lift, and it's part of what the Baylor Club does, and it's that for members, that complimentary members kind of happy hour, great drink specials. Those drink specials go from... I think like 4.30 to 6? 4.30 to 6.30, apparently. Okay. Yeah, until 6.30, it seems. 4.30 to 6.30, and uh, just anything you could want out here. My buddy Chuck has shown up over here, and uh, his sister, Corey, is a great close family friend, the Dixon family, and so always fun to see uh, all these folks coming out here. And then some people, because the weather has broken, they've right. gone out. Uh, to the side of of McLean Stadium, and they're looking say, down I, there. Yeah. Let's say I'm holding up well. That was the, that wasn't a weird noise. It was a deep sigh. You you oh. you've made a couple of those here. It's because Not the spinach air. dip. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you have. It's because the spinach dip is so good, Matt. Which oh. the conversation we were having. You know, I, I spent my summer in Alaska, lived in Alaska for a bit, yeah. which I missed a lot today. By the way, the more the weather is very similar today as it was all summer, and and we had this conversation. Went to a place called Jalapenos, this Mexican restaurant, and in their in their cheese dip, as I call it. It's queso and their yeah. cheese dip. That's they an had thing. it is an Arkansas yeah. thing. Spinach artichoke uh, was in it, so it was effectively it was effectively uh, you know spinach artichoke dip as their queso, and it made open the conversation. Spinach artichoke dip is just queso, but with spinach and artichoke added. Yeah, and I I would deeply. I don't know how you can disagree with that. I would well, I mean, it's pretty easy to disagree with it. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, just cheese. It's just melted cheese. Strongly oppose. I mean, good queso is, you know, there's there's some other things added than cheese. Now, the old school Rotel cheese dip right. or, or, or queso, as you want to call it, right. with the tomatoes and everything, that's a great thing. Ground I don't beef. associate any of that with spinach artichoke. I think that's its own entity, spinach artichoke, which I like both of them. Well, you and know, spinach artichoke dip is just melted cheese. Okay. They throw in some spinach and artichoke. I mean, you have I, – I don't – I mean, if we wanted to take this to the text line, everybody – would disagree with you. That's not true. What is your point? You're <laughs> saying that spinach artichoke dip and queso are basically the same. They are the thing. exact same queso. Nothing alike. Spinach yeah. artichoke dip yeah. is just mind. queso, and yeah. you add spinach and artichoke well, into it. Period. That's like saying that's like saying craft single slices 
are the same as as cheese. They are. They are not. Well, and not in the same universe. And I love craft slices, by the way. For anybody to go to a place called Jalapenos in Alaska, that's great. That's like the last thing you should ever be doing is trying to have Mexican food. Uh, that's a great point. In Alaska. This is a good point you're making, Matt. Yeah, I, I did eat one. This is true story. It's a true story. It's the only time I can remember in the last decade, at least, that I took one bite of a meal and did not take another. Jalapenos, Mexican restaurant. If in you're in Alaska, you you can skip over jalapenos. A lot of my water friends. and rivers, and you can have good fish and that kind of thing. Thing. Just don't have Mexican food. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Drake Toll, we're taking you all the way to 6 o'clock. We've had the, the Jay Norvell Dion thing has broken out today. We may jump back into that at some point. But, Drake, I wanted to talk Baylor recruiting and just recruiting in general right now because it's changed with the portal. I think generally because of Baylor's start and because of the six games in a row, everything's being pointed to right now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, they're, they, they're, they're in-game, fan engagement. Eh, I'm not sure about this. These field yells are a little weird. Oh, the recruiting's off. Oh, we're not great at NIL. Every, when you're on a losing streak, everything seems bad. Well, right now, the 2024 recruiting does not look that great. Now, I've been interested because you have thought this whole time, especially with the portal, yeah. you don't really, you don't seem, you seem alarmed about some other things with the program. Yeah. But not being in the top 40, according to ESPN, is not like some huge concern of, of yours. Is that correct? Uh, well, here, I, I want to go back a little bit on, on what I said. Oh. Because I did tell you this was off the air, right? This was off the air. I told you, I said, look, Baylor does not have to recruit as well in the high school ranks because as it sits – these teams are looking more portal-focused, right? So if you have the number 58 recruiting class in America out of high schoolers but the number three portal class, you're probably going to win a national championship. That's what Colorado is proving right now is you can be a, a conference championship caliber if your if portal recruiting is that good. The problem with Baylor, Baylor's portal recruiting is not that good. Baylor only had 13 portal players last year, and at 13 was, what, world-beating to us. It was huge. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. And now it's the it's only – 13 players so we're in a spot right now matt where baylor's high school recruiting is bad baylor's portal recruiting is bad and if you put both of those together well then you have bad one of them has to be brought up and to me it needs to be the portal recruiting in the class of 2024 because you again we talked about this off air our Bryles never had problems being inside the top 40. Matt Rule, even post-scandal, didn't have problems being inside the top 40. And now Aranda has kind of petered out around that 37-38 range, and then this class has just completely bottomed out. I hope they have some kind of secret big plan for the class of 2024. Well, let me ask you this. Is that because of maybe they're launching into the portal, or is this no. because of the NIL maybe not being where it needs to be quite yet. I did hear Max say that they are going to start being a lot more public about telling their NIL story. For whatever reason, the Bears have not been out there at the forefront saying, look how much money we're raising, this is what we're doing. I think some people, I think that's been fair criticism. I think even some of the big elite leaders at Baylor, even some of the donors, regents, everything, have had some criticism in that area. I think Baylor, from a PR standpoint, is about to roll out a more aggressive NIL strategy. The strategy may have already been there. It's just the telling of the story hasn't always been there. So maybe that will help. Now, I looked up a few numbers. I just want to let you know. This is what's happening in top 40 
of ESPN right now. Some some names you'll know. Georgia 1, Ohio State 2. When it comes to high school recruiting for 2024, none of that would shock you. Right. Texas Tech, after the Micah Hudson commitment the other day, you thought I was a little bit too kind about that. But anyway, it was it was exciting for one of our local for kids. For the kid. It's exciting yeah. for the kid, yes. For uh, Lake Belton's own <laughs> Micah Hudson. With that recruit, a five-star, it took Tech from 32 in the country to the 23rd best recruiting class in 2024. Venables is number eight right now. Now, this is where I start to kind of get concerned for Baylor. I still want Baylor to be out there battling for a top 40 high school recruiting, even though I know we're saying, well, maybe the portal's the bigger deal. Cincinnati's top 40. Yeah. TCU's top 40. UCF is number 24. Yep. I mean, that coach has gotten it going on, and he's in a talent-rich area. It's been a good program, group of five, and they're hitting the ground running. I mean, that may be a team we need to think about. When we talk about the new bullies of the Big 12. We do. And Colorado and Utah. What if UCF becomes one of those bullies? Right. No, you're right. There's a good chance that UCF does that with Gus Malzahn. Texas Tech, although they're 0-2 right now, but Texas Tech's recruiting really well. Um, Alabama, number five, no shock. Texas, number 17, that's a little low. That's a little low for the the Longhorns. Texas A&M, number nine, about right, top ten, right behind Oklahoma. This one was a shocker. 2024 class. The Stanford Cardinal, the 22nd best recruiting class in the country. And where did you say Baylor was? Not in the top 40. Not in the top 40. And, and again, it really comes down to, and people can weigh in on this, by the way, 254-662-1660. You can call or text. I, I like people to, to, if they're driving, to call. Yeah. If they're if they're pulled over, they can text. I don't like the driving and texting. Matt, what did people talk about on Baylor radio stations 25 years ago? Think about well, this. Think about really this. Around. We're we're sitting here I and we are complaining <laughs> about Baylor's recruiting ranking being not being in the top 40. There were 40 years where Baylor's recruiting ranking was not in the top 40. What I do want to what I do want to note here because we like again, a decade where it was because we right because we've had a couple of days here we've been down on the Bears which makes sense because recruiting's not good nil is not good there's a lot of this stuff that's really not good Matt so what we're saying NIL, is yeah. well what we're saying is objective right now that there's some things that Baylor's got to clean up but at least we're in a point right now in Baylor football history where this is stuff we can be mad at where Baylor has set a precedent that this athletic department that Mac Rhodes has set a precedent this athletic department is better than what it's doing right now, that it's not meeting the new standard that Baylor has set. I've had so many people on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever, after that Texas State loss that were commenting, oh, you should have been there in 98, you should have been there in 99, you know, this loss isn't even that bad at all. We've been here before, yeah, but yeah. there's a new era of Baylor athletics where the standard is reset, the standard is reset, and the standard should be better than 10th best in the Big 12 in recruiting in 2024. That is behind teams like Kansas, behind West Virginia. But Matt, they don't have a head coach. They're going to fire their head coach, and they still are out-recruiting Baylor. They're being out-recruited by TCU and UCF and Arizona. But I also want to mention, Matt, here's what's weird. Baylor's at 10 of these 16 teams in 2024. They're still ahead of BYU, Oklahoma State, Utah, Colorado, and Deion Sanders, and the worst team in the class of 2024 in the Big 12, 
last year's champions, the Kansas State Wildcats. They have just seven commits. So I am wholly confused with what these 2024 recruiting rankings are. Are teams just not recruiting high school kids now with the idea that portal guys are going to be sitting right there? I think Colorado has so many portal guys, they always think they can go find more. What you're going to see with them, though, is at the last second, they've now put themselves in position to land five and four stars yeah. to send their recruiting way up. Yep. Okay, most people don't do that at the last second anymore. Dion's become so popular, they can get a big rush at the end. I don't know where that comes from with the Bears. The other thing we brought up the other day is that the Bears have to figure out is you got to be better in Central Texas. Now, I brought that up with the Lake Belton coach the other day, and he said that Pallage and a lot of the Baylor coaches are out there. They're doing a good job. They're doing what they need to do. But these top guys, Conley, Lake Belton, Temple, I mean, those, I mean that's, that's our backyard. Mm-hmm. I, mean, these, I mean, these kids need to Kobe grow Black, up. Keeper Sibley, those kids at Their Conley. parents get to drive like 20, 30 minutes and see them play every college game of their career. Like, that should be an enormous, oh, no, by the way, here's some NIL. Right. Here's some NIL right. to stay home. Right. All right, how's 50 grand a year? How's 50 grand a year? <clears throat> That's the how's minimum 70, somewhere else. How's 75 grand a year to stay right here at home? And one of those guys, I think you mentioned it recently, uh, and I didn't know until, because I, I hadn't watched A&M really yet, but uh, our buddy Torian mm-hmm. York. Yep is starting at A&M. As a freshman. As and a freshman. That may tell you A&M's not as good as we thought, but it also tells you he's pretty dang good. Yep. And what Coach Stewart would tell you, incredible leader. Yep. And you know what he was doing with that last class? He was trying to bring other people in. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, come on. Come on to Baylor. Come on to Baylor. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened because he didn't go to Tech. He didn't go out there with Joey. It was him and Nova Sod and Braithwaite who had all sat together in a room and said, let's yeah. go build the best class Baylor's ever seen. And then all three of them decided to go somewhere yeah. else. Well, and they went, jo- to better, they went to better programs. Joey took a tremendous amount of, of the recruiting But with none him. of them played with Joey. None of them played no, with I Joey. Know. I'm saying in general. Part of what is allowing them, and they got all kinds of NIL money. Yeah. And they got all kinds of new facilities, but Baylor does too. Baylor's got a beautiful new football ops building well, that's coming will. on the way. They yeah, will. it's on the way. Yeah, I mean it's coming soon. Um, I mean as long as you got dirt moving, you're okay. But that Baylor's got to recover from because the, the the toughest thing for Dave is if Joey gets this thing going and Tech rolls in here and takes down Baylor, it all that stuff's going to come up again. Yep. Could have had him. Didn't take him, took this guy. Looked good that, uh, two years ago. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Are those conversations. You don't have to raise your head. I know, but I, 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 yeah. I'm, this is a tough question. No. Because I think I know where I sit. Are those conversations, if Joey McGuire walks in and beats Baylor by thir- 28 points, 31 points, and people start saying, oh, we could have had Joey, oh, we should have had Joey, are those questions and those conversations warranted and appropriate? think they're absolutely fair okay absolutely fair but i want to be the first on the record okay. even though i love joey yep and still am friends with him that i was not necessarily sitting there saying hire joey hire joey i did not know 
for sure. He had never been a coordinator. I didn't know exactly how it would go. And let's not act like he's brought a lot of enthusiasm. He's a great motivator. I mean, the problem for the same Baylor people Baylor. is the problem is he's just like the opposite of Dave. Right. And and when Baylor won all those games and Joey left, it was kind of like, ah, you know, Joey, Best good of luck. luck. Yeah. Best of luck. But we got the intellectual, quirky, quiet guy. Well, Joey's climbing. Joey's everything Dave doesn't want to be. Dave does not want to be a me guy. Like, after a recruiting, um, Dave doesn't even do, like, a press. After that early recruiting deal, only reason we got him was because it was that bowl game. Yep. He wouldn't have done any press about that. And, of course, you were there with me. Right. Well, that was, was the only that, time we were that. allowed to ask Coach Aranda questions about recruiting was during the 10 questions after the after the bowl loss. So you had to kind of couple the loss yeah. of Novasad along with the bowl loss. That was the only time. And you knew you wouldn't get him again until March. Well, I think we got him that morning of the fi- – the, uh, we got him, you know, that lead up, like either the day before or two days Maybe before that right. bowl game. Yeah. And that's when that early signing part the uh, deal happened. And that's when the Novosad thing happened. And I thought you might not recover from that. The Novosad family. I still you, talk to them. Good people. Very close. Well, well, Matt, if somebody offered you, and I'm not saying he did, I won't say the number. If somebody offered you $500,000 and somebody offered you $0, what would you do? And you're an 18-year-old kid. I'd probably do, you know. You'd probably take $500,000. I'd probably go person over player. Yep. <laughs> or $0. I don't. I mean, you're insinuating that. Oregon came through with big dollars, maybe way heavier than the Bears. My only thing was, I wish the Bear, were the Bears ever given any chance to match? I don't know. Did they ever go back to the Bears and go, hey, hey you would probably know the answer to this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to end my part of the conversation there. <laughs> well, people people are interested. You know the Novosods. Are they still, or do you think he'll... Do you think he'll at some point be the starter? He might start next year. Who do they have now? It's hard to keep up. Bo Nix. Bo there. Yeah. Still Bo Nix. Bo have another year of eligibility or not? He's done. Finally in. This is it. This is the end. Interesting. And that's another. And we could continue this. And by the way, if we have text or you want to call about this, I think it's a pretty good discussion. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. And the next part of this is. Like, how important is it to recruit a high school quarterback? Yeah. Some people would still say it's extremely important. Some people would say it's not important at all. You can go find one in the portal, just like Baylor did with Sawyer Robertson. We continue talking about all of this next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. This Waco High Coaches Show with Lyndon Help is brought to you by Waste Connections. Waco Lions open district play dropping a 17-14 decision on the road at Granbury. Coach, just seven minutes into the game, you were already behind 10-0, but things settled down after that. We didn't have the greatest start to that game. Obviously, turnovers played a role there early. Really proud of the kids for being able to respond uh, and not you know, react in that moment, uh, but, but, but process the game, have a lot of confidence in themselves to be able to push themselves back into that football game. Well, Xavier Amos gave your offense a boost with a 67-yard run that led to a touchdown by R.J. Young. Yeah, I mean, LZ has been a, has been a big-time player and contributor for us on both sides of the ball, obviously. You know, he spot plays at running back, uh, but, I mean, he's an every-down kind of guy on the defensive side of the football. So, uh, he's earned it. He's a, he's a great kid. He's a hard-working kid. And so, 
uh, we're happy to see that hard work pay off. Third quarter, you start off with a 20-play drive, took up 11 minutes, no points out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the disappointing thing is we've got to be able to finish drive. You get down by the goal line and teams are bringing, you know, pressures and stunts and blitzes. Uh, we've got to be able to either handle those or we've got to be able to take advantage of the one-on-one matchups on the outside. And so something that our staff is keenly aware of and they've worked on this week uh, to ensure that we have some success once we get within the 10 or, or at least within the red zone when the, when the field really tightens up. You're at home Friday against Midlothian. What can you tell us about the Panthers? Well, I mean, the Panthers finished fourth in the state last year. So, I mean, they're, they're a good ball club. So we're well aware of that. I have all the respect in the world for Coach Wendell. Uh, he's a great coach, good man, uh, but he's going to have his guys ready. And so they've got a very dangerous outside receiver committed to Clemson. Uh, they're really big up front on both sides. So we got our work cut out for us. Uh, the positive is Granberry gave us a little dose of, of what we're going to see this week, uh, and that definitely helps in our preparation for the Panthers. ESPN Central Texas. At Waste Connections, they keep Central Texas clean. Waste Connections provides trash pickup and recycling services to Waco area homes and businesses. Remember them when you need residential garbage service, commercial dumpsters, and garbage collection, bulk item pickups, trash compactors, or construction and demolition roll-offs. They would be honored to be your service provider. Waste Connections, 254-840-4060, 1910 South Main Street, McGregor, and at wasteconnections.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional $250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Dooley Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Dooley Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at dulynoted.com, a human side of the law. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. 
Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive, discounting your prices, not your service. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toe alongside as we make the run to 6 o'clock. And we're having a big time here today. We've gone a lot of different directions. We've had... uh, Dion, uh, usually Dion's kind of going after people or saying things. Yeah. The coach at um, Colorado State. And Colorado State, honestly, should just be pleased as punch to be involved in ESPN game day. And yet today the coach was saying they were tired of doing interviews and I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. They probably know the only reason those cameras are there is because of Dion. Yeah. And Aaron, let's. Uh, I, I do want to kind of. Um, I want to hear this again because this was Jay Nor. Jay Norvell, um, and he was doing uh, some interesting. He was at a coach's show, and he was just kind of trying to fire up the crowd a little bit. But he made a statement about how to how he carries himself when it comes to his attire and what he does, and it was a direct shot at Deion Sanders and kind of what he's been wearing after games. And um, let's let's listen to Coach Norvell from Colorado State with taking a little poke at the great Deion Sanders in the Colorado Buffaloes. I took my hat off and I took my glasses off and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, you know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter, okay? And there he was. And I, I've enjoyed Drake's, Drake's take, Drake's takes. I've kind of enjoyed hearing Drake on this because he's, Unlike a lot of people, he kind of sees the wisdom in Coach Norvell. And, and there, there is an argument to be made that when you make a statement like that, maybe you put it on you and take some of the pressure off your players. I would say that all he did was increase the beating that will take place. And, Drake, I believe Dion has already responded. You would like to see yeah. a more original response from Dion, who apparently on a weekly basis now is a, this is personal. This is personal. It was personal with Matt Rule, and now it's personal with Coach Norvell. 
Here's what I love. So Dion comes out and says it was going to be a good game, but they messed around and made it personal. And and you're right, Matt. This is the same line as last week. Is oh, this is personal. Everything's personal for Dion. Well, when this was posted by On Three Sports, JD Pakel. On Three Sports put this out, and I love all of the comments. Like the first one says, "This reality TV show is getting kind of annoying." This one says, "Okay, here's the script," as if he's passing out a script every week and saying, "Oh, this is personal. This is personal." And then somebody else says, "What is going on with him? There's always something different. He's made this a reality TV show. He has now." So, Matt, it's one of my favorite quotes: "You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain." And Deion Sanders, who had all of college football around him a week ago, now in 24, 48 hours, Jay Norvell has somehow turned the tide against Deion. There have been no Deion posts with this many negative comments. They just can't believe that Deion's using the same line as he has the last two weeks as, oh, Colorado State, the Rams, have made this personal. They should be an afterthought, not a team making something personal to Dion. Now it's proving that this is just a show for clicks. And I think people are coming around to the fact, the idea that what Dion's doing isn't going to be that fun to watch for too long. Sure, it's a, it's a fun show, but now he just oh. seems like the weird guy who's making a weird deal out of what Colorado State's saying. Just move on. Win the game and move on. But every Saturday... That's what we we thought it was going to be more about the pre-show and the post-show with Dion, and what it's really come uh, been about is the on-field product. They're so much better than people thought. Nobody thought they now they didn't think they'd be a one-win team, but they thought the ceiling on this thing would be four or five wins. The ceiling now has become nine wins. For this Colorado team, so I think the ceiling's I, higher than nine. Uh, I I think, and I well, the I have ceiling, to look the at total the, ceiling is twelve. Well, and obviously that that's not right, 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 practically. But I'm I mean, saying like what's reasonable, what could be reasonably 12. expected. I'd 12. have to look at it. They got to play USC. I think they have USC they Utah. and Utah and Washington. There's going to be or, some teams of, of substance yeah. that I I still think this band of Folks that they just put together, they obviously caught TCU at the right time. USC, UCLA, Oregon State, Utah, Washington State, Arizona. I mean, they got some teams here. I would say nine wins would be a runaway huge success in year one at Colorado. And it's amazing to watch, and I keep coming back to it, it's amazing to think that both Utah and Colorado, Colorado, a team that's been irrelevant for the last 25 years, or at least 20 years, is going to show up on the scene next year, and it'll be Utah, Colorado, and Kansas State. Yeah. And the Bears, barring a turnaround, will be digging their way out of something. Texas and Oklahoma will be gone. Iowa State's down. They're just out gambling, looking for parlays. Um, I can help them with that if they need anybody. Certainly, you could be of aid, of assistance. It's a to good them. thing I don't play college football. I don't know. <laughs> that's right. I don't know who other than Kansas State, Colorado, Utah. I don't know who else is a candidate any right now. Texas be, Tech. I, Texas Tech is a candidate. And yeah, I know they're zero and two this year. But Texas Tech, but 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 the, the the sad news for us, the Baylor flagship, 
and Baylor alums like us is that it doesn't feel like Baylor's going to be at the party. And that's what Mac Rhodes is having to look at hard right now. I mean, Mac's going to do everything in his power to make this thing work and, and help Aranda and, and back him up. But if there's some thought Baylor's no longer in the conversation heading into next season with these big bullies arriving, you, you have to think about doing something. Now, hopefully the Bears will get this thing going and can, and can get on a little run. And, of course, if they could win seven games, probably everything could settle down. Would you rather be the Baylor Bears or the Clemson Tigers right now? Clemson. Why? Well, first of all, they've just been no, not been for the right today. No, well, I'm, today, I have to include to, that. You, but you, nope, you just became I, a fan today of one of these two teams, and your fandom starts today. You can claim nothing prior. I don't. I, well, that doesn't even make sense to me. I'm, I'm saying, yeah. Well, what I'm trying I, to pitch here, Matt, is that I think there are very few. There are a few teams that are going through the same thing. Of oh wow, we were good. But now moving into the future yeah. of college football post realignment, I mean, it looks like we might get I, we might tank. Yeah, but I would rather be Clemson right now because they have a proven, huge, big time coach. They got enormous. But many resources. many are saying he's lost his touch. And I, Clemson I, was no bigger than Baylor twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. They won a championship in what ninety five, maybe ninety one, maybe. But this is still a small. This is a small school. Not the certainly not the flagship no, of South Carolina. A, they won a national title in like nineteen eighty one. Ford was that Ford? I think it was Danny Ford. Chuck Reedy was with him, and then he would end up with the. Uh, the Baylor Bears. Didn't win too many games later. for the Baylor Bears, no, did he? Didn't. He didn't, but it, again, he was better than some of the things that came after him. Kevin Steele? To me, it would not. I mean, at this point, sadly, as much as I would love to make an argument for Baylor, I don't think there would be any argument to be made. You That's would not take, a good time to be a try, fan. Try a different team. Maybe there's a different team that I would feel. Well, Arizona State. I, I Clemson just. All they did is have. I think that's the problem. One though. really down season. And they finally, I mean, think about it. They're just two or three years removed from Trevor. They're like two years removed from having the number one pick in the draft. Their head coach came out and told America, I am not going to do the transfer portal and I'm not going to do NIL. We're going to play in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how he's operating this machine. And they they already lost to Duke this year. Would you you make the argument you'd rather have Dave Aranda than Dabo right now? I'm... Do I right now? If I'm an objective party and have to pick either, I'm just going to go with the middleman. What are you talking about? I've... There's no middleman. You got to pick one of them. I don't others. know if I can pick either of them right now. Because well, I mean, yeah. Dabo's driving that program into the dirt because he won't adjust no. to modern college football. And is Dave, it, the, the big question I think that we're all trying to get to this week is is Dave Aranda adjusting to modern college football? And right now the answer is no. Dave is a genius, yes. but he's the opposite of Dabo when it comes to motivational, up in front of people. Yeah. Like, Dabo, based on what he's done and the fact that Clemson, for about a decade, was a top three program in the country, I don't think all that has gone away. I mean, I think they got a chance to get it back. I, I mean, it's ask. an interesting I think it's thought. gone away. I, it's, I think, it's, I think, they're I think, in trouble. Maybe, maybe, but again, what if... 
we thought Florida State was out in the wilderness forever. And suddenly, and I didn't even think this coach was going to be that great. I mean, they got this coach from... Mike Norvell. Memphis or somewhere. I mean, like, literally, it's like Mike Norvell. What about uh, Matt? What do you say we do this? He's awesome. Aaron, what do you think? Aaron, do you think Clemson is a sinking ship and Baylor is a sinking Are these comparable programs right now? No, because Clemson's still a lot more talented if you go by the recruiting classes. Hmm. Yeah. They're not comparable because even compared to the peak Bryles and well, that's not what he the asked great me. season in right. 2021 right, and 2019. By the way, the peak of Baylor the, is Dave Aranda, not our Bryles. Isn't that wild? Well, then you get into where the players came from. It was in an unbelievable season, but he certainly, you have to go over, like, who did it the longest. And obviously he's not close to that. Well, The peak saying, is Dave Aranda. You know, it's, if it's a peak, it was a one-year, I mean, it's like there was in no, Baylor there football was no history. build up to it. No, like, Literally, there, there was yeah. an awful season. There was a great season, and then it petered out immediately. So immediately. it was like <laughs> the... Is as bad and as horribly as it all ended, we get that. But there was a five-year period of greatness. This is the – and I want to take out all the, the stuff behind the scenes and the reason he's being fired and all of that. Mel Tucker at Michigan State, same deal where they were really bad. Mel Tucker comes in, wins in a year, has a really, really good year, and then just peters out. But they did the same thing. Like, Dave Aranda got this – not – as huge a deal as Mel got, oh, Mel wow. Tucker. Uh-oh, keep going. But I like Dave this. But Dave got an enormous contract. And part of it was because they fired Ed O, and they thought, oh, man, he could go back. What if LSU comes after him? And maybe they did have interest. Wow, I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. To, Mac did a – and, again, it's not – But remember it's not LSU, a Mel too. Tucker deal. But for Baylor, it's, it's longer than Baylor and Mac want to do a contract. He ended yeah. up getting a six or seven year yeah. like extension, and you. So think about LSU too, same way. Bad, then boom, Ed Orgeron national championship, and within two years he's fired. We've we're seeing this more often in college football now that a team has a strong peak or a massive yeah. peak, and then immediately goes to the bottom. So Baylor's not the only but, program going through this. Maybe, but Dabo did it forever, yeah. which is why yeah, there's no right. comparison right. with Aranda. Because he did it. But for he's feeling lonely right 15 now. 15 years. Dabo, after that loss to Duke, is feeling lonely. I, I got it. But, I mean, I would certainly, uh, I would I would not just go, well, Clemson will never be back. And they almost lost to Charleston too, Southern. No. They were too awesome for too long yeah. for that to happen. All right, we do have, uh, we got Rangers coming up at um, 6.07, first pitch tonight. Ovaldi on the mound. He was awful. Um, last time out, hopefully he's kind of gets, gets his feet under him. Boy, if they could complete a four-game sweep over the over Toronto, it would be enormous. As they sit a game and a half ahead of, or like a game and a half basically into the wild card. So the um, and they're ahead of Toronto now, and they're a little bit ahead of Seattle, and they're right behind the Astros. Games coming up, by the way, 17 games left, and they'll have 
at least six of those games against Seattle. So it's going to be a mono a mono for one of those last wild card spots. All right, we will uh, we'll come back, say goodnight in the dismount. Do it next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Mejia Coaches Show with Aaron Noel is brought to you by M Commons Bank Mejia. Coach, coming off a 69-27 loss to China Spring last week in non-district play, we've talked about how insanely tough your non-district schedule is going up against the two-time defending state champions, and they were everything that they were billed to be. Uh, you know, no doubt. Uh, they started early. Uh, they, they hit the first play uh, scrimmage for touchdown, and, uh, you know, we're in control uh, most of the night. Uh, you know, we, we we were still able to effectively run the ball. Um, you know, Stephen Miles went for over 220 yards, and, you know, the vast majority of that was against their ones uh, in, in the first half. Um, you know, <clears throat> Looking back at the end of the night, like like you know, we've just been looking at it all week. How are we getting better every week? And, and there were some, you know, uh, despite a, a lopsided loss, there were still some some bright points where we continue to improve. And um, you know, we we set the schedule this way for a reason. Uh, go go test ourselves against the best available early, and and prepare ourselves for you know what it's going to be like through district and and hopefully into the playoffs. Now you've got one more non district game coming up this week against Gatesville. Talk a little bit about this Gatesville team coming off a loss to McGregor, a smaller classification school, but it's also kind of a local rivalry of theirs. Right. No, no doubt. You know, I'm sure that was an emotional game for, for both of those, uh, both those schools. And, uh, you know, uh, Gatesville came over here last week or excuse me, last year and uh, had, had a fast art and, and play with great energy and, um, so, you know, we know what kind of pro the program there be. Coach Hunter will have those guys ready to go and, and trying to and bounce back. And so, uh, you know, we got to go over there and continue to take care of us and, and, and play good football and, and smart football and, you know, take, take care of the ball and win the turnover battle and get off the field on third down and it should be a good night for the Black Cats. ESPN Central Texas. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Bye. New roads. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the dismount. We're going to say good night to you. And uh, Drake Toll has uh, made the full ride today. Seems no worse for the wear. He got some spinach artichoke dip. And uh, he's uh, he's had a strong outing here. Two servings of the spinach artichoke yeah. dip. He's a tall man, about 6'4". He's got age on his side and metabolism to boot. And so, he, think so? Uh, he's got no issues there. Most of us have to kind of make some other decisions at some point. But uh, he's having a big time here. The uh, Cowboys, just to bring you up to date a little bit, we've got Rangers baseball coming up. Uh, 6.07 is the first pitch. Uh, Nate Evaldi on the mound for the Rangers as they try to sweep Toronto. And you really get those brooms out, Drake. When you when you get a four-game sweep, that's when you really get the brooms. Matt, I already have money on it. It worries me. Worries me. Too many when you're betting baseball and all this other stuff. I get a little worried about it. Uh, Cowboys, uh, Brandon Cooks is dealing with a slight sprain of the MCL in one knee but still has a chance to play Sunday against the Jets. All right, that is something to keep an eye on. Cowboys do have Jalen Tolbert, Kevontae Turpin, and Jalen Brooks, the rookie, who was inactive last week. And, of course, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup will be good to go. Safety Donovan Wilson, who has a calf strain, was in full pads for the first time since January, leading to his potential return this week after missing the opener, and then uh, Tyler Smith with a hamstring 
is uh, continues to work off to the side. Uh, tonight's game, Drake, give us one more look as the Eagles and Vikings. There is a kind of a double play or a parlay that you're interested in. Uh, give, let our people know what that is. The Eagles without their starting running back tonight, both teams with a lot of injuries offensively and defensively. Take the under. Take the Vikings by a point, plus seven. Vikings plus seven, under 49. And if you really want to make money, 50 to win, 250. Parlay in Memphis, minus 13 and a half. Let's all win together. All right, do n- never bet against the Naval Academy, defending us for so many years, and they do a great job, and tonight they will lean on the run game. It is the uh, the Matt Mosley Show with Drake Toll as we get ready to say goodnight for the Baylor Club. What great host the Baylor Club has been over and over. They do it, and once a month we're out here. Uh, Drake has offered to be out here even more. You get the first month free if you refer a friend to the Baylor Club, all right? And then, uh, boy, if you do three referrals, it's like, whoa, it gets up to these premium gifts. And then you can get a chef's dinner. These are extremely uh, rare things that the Baylor Club continues to do. Uh, You need to check into it. It's a wonderful thing. And then even some of the things that... uh, that Mr. McCrell were telling us, he was telling us about for young executives like Drake, some incredible deals to get young Baylor folks into the Baylor Club. By the way, you don't have to have gone to Baylor to join the Baylor Club. In fact, I saw a TCU guy here earlier today. He wasn't wearing his colors, which I think was smart. All right, it is the uh, Drake. Have a good evening, okay? Good work today. Matt, you have a good evening as well. I'm going to go home and watch some Thursday night football, and I might have one, only one Miller Lite. Okay, that's that's fine. All right, we're going to say goodnight. Rangers baseball coming up, 6.07, first pitch. We will see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12